with Love at First Listen on WCHE 1520 AM and streaming live at WCHE1520.com. Now, usually I'm here with my co-host, Luann Sims, but she is away this week. So today we have our producer, Kyle Hudson, filling in. How are you doing, guys? This is a show where each week we bring single contestants from our listening area, and we ask them questions to discover their relationship style, maybe help them find romance, find out what dating is like in Chester County. So if you think you're a good match for one of our contestants, give us a call here at the show at 610-701-WCHE. That's 610-701-9243 to speak with them during the show, or you can reach out on our Facebook page, Love at First Listen, and on our website, loveatfirstlistenshow.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, fill out the contact form at loveatfirstlistenshow.com. And also, we now have a podcast, isn't that right, Kyle? Yeah, yeah, you can find it pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts. If you can't, Find us. Let us know uh, at loveitfirstlistenshow at gmail.com. And what's so great is even if you're not listening live, you could go to our website. You could see pictures of our previous contestants. And then you can click on the free podcast and you can find out all about them and reach out to them a few weeks later. In fact, that's starting to happen, isn't it? Yeah, we've had uh, over 25 contestants. So we have like a, a bunch of people all over the map. Uh, very interesting group of folks. So definitely go and check out the old episodes and see if anyone's there for you. That's right. There's no uh, age limit. We go all men, women, uh, gay, straight, whatever you're interested in, we have it. So very excited to introduce our guest today. His name is Scott. Say hello. Hi, everybody. Scott, How you doing, Scott? Doing great. Scott is a man interested in meeting a woman. So let's get to know Scott in a nutshell. Um, Scott, are you comfortable telling us your age? I am 50 years old. And I have to tell you, when he told me that uh, before, I was shocked. Yeah, man, you look really good for 50. Why, thank you. I'm saying this as a, as a dude, man. Like I know. It's shocking. I hope I have that much hair. <laughs> well, it's not only the hair. He, he, I was like, what is the skincare routine? Is there anything special that you do? Because you really do look I very young. I think it's young. just genetic and... Uh you know, I, oh, you're one of those. What's well, ha- having having the baby face? Uh, so I think that served me well. Do you wear sunscreen every day? I don't. Do you no. go in the sun? Occasionally, but not. You're not a sun worshiper. No, I am not. Okay. So, so what do you do for a living? I have uh, two businesses I own. Uh, one is a uh, market research agency, and then the other is a, a retail store in Malvern. Oh, cool! So you stay busy. I do. Yes, it's better mm-hmm. than the alternative. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us the, uh, let's, well, let's go through your marital status. You are divorced? I am divorced, yes. And you have children? I do. I have uh, four daughters. Uh, two are grown uh-huh. and uh, two are still at home. Two are still at home with you. Um, and what is the age range of the woman you're looking to date? Well, really, I am still looking at having a family. So I am looking for a younger woman, uh, 25 to 35 is kind of the sweet spot, I think. Okay. Now, that is interesting because I would think most men your age with four children would be like, I am done with this. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Uh, so I, I am not the typical 50-year-old man, but um, you know, I don't think I am my age. I you know, still take graduate-level classes. I listen to music that... Usually people in their 20s and 30s are listening to. I am buying my first home by myself, uh, doing fix it, you know, fix it up type stuff. So I don't kind of fit the mold of the typical 50 year old dude. So what happens when you've dated? Have you ever dated women uh, closer to your own age? And like, what do you think is the biggest disconnect? 
I do. You know, I, I have in the past, and it's just uh, not there in terms of a chemistry standpoint. It's not. Uh, we don't really have the same likes in terms of music, in terms of uh, just what we like to do for a vacation, uh, just kind of lifestyle. So it's kind of a major disconnect. And I really resonate more with you know, women of a younger generation that are looking at settling down and, and having some children and uh, just, you know, don't have, uh, you know, some of the features of somebody that's older, like like me. I mean, I, I have a lot of baggage. I, I have two uh, you know, kids still at home. I'm divorced. So I'm, you know, I, I come into this with a certain amount of baggage myself and just looking for somebody that is, uh, you know, open to new possibilities and, and is looking at having a family. So you mentioned vacations. Um, where do you, what you said, you know, go on a type of vacation like you. So what do you, what is a perfect vacation for you? I love going to the shore. I like going to Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, you know, going to the night spots, going to nice restaurants. I wouldn't consider myself a foodie per se, but I do enjoy different types of cuisine. Um, so that's important to me too, as somebody that is open to you know trying new things and is open to going new places. Um, so yeah, I mean. The shore towns are great, but also I like going to Vegas. I like going to California. I like you know going to Chicago, and somebody that um, maybe not is like hugely well traveled, but you know that has uh, some interest in visiting some of those places is great too. Now I think it's interesting because if you're a woman in your early 30s and you're dating a man in his early 30s, there may be some of those men that are afraid to settle down. They they don't want to quite settle down yet, or they're not sure if they want kids. But if you're listening, here is a man who knows. He wants children, and he's he's ready for it. So, um, are you the type of hands-on dad? Are you going to change diapers? Do you get up for feedings? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Because I saw you shaking your head oh, no. <laughs> the other way. I gave my youngest daughter a bath last night. I brushed her hair. We did you know berate, you know, braids this morning. So, uh, I'm very hands-on. I got to tell you, that's like the sexiest thing I've heard. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you're listening, all right. Which goes to the other point. Um, can you give us a celebrity? We like to say, what celebrity have you been told that you uh, look like? Like Matt Damon's older brother. Nice. I could see that. What I could definitely see that. Yes. Minus the accent. Yes. I don't have the Boston <laughs> accent. I have more of a Midwestern accent, I've been told. Are you, where are you from? Originally from Michigan, uh, but grew up in western New York. So I, I have a kind of a Midwestern vibe to my voice. And here in Philly, in the Philadelphia area, I some of the words I say, you know, just don't uh, kind of go with well, the, the Philly accent, per se. Well, then what what drew you here uh, in the, uh, originally? Um, I moved here about five years ago with my ex-wife, and her family was from this area. I lived here about 20-some years ago and absolutely loved it, and I love living here today. The standard of living is great, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to stay here and uh, want to have a family here. What's the biggest difference between people here and people in the Midwest, do you think? You know, I think... There is some differences. I think people in the Midwest are much more laid back. Uh, they are, you know, really kind of, um, you know, much more open to people from, you know, you know, different income stratas as well. And so there's a kind of less of a kind of stratification of, of how they treat people. And Scott, it's just much more forward. Are you saying we're a bunch of snobs here? I won't. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> But have you found that, like, in meeting people in Chester County a little bit, like, in your work? I, I think there's some people that, um, you know, definitely um, have been here a while. Their families have been here a while. And they, they definitely have a way about themselves right. that is, uh, you know, they, they treat people differently. And uh, I don't care if you have a penny in your pocket or a million dollars in your bank account. I'm going to treat you the same. I, I think that's great. 
Um, I think that's a Midwestern very, nice. Yes. Midwest, <laughs> if you're looking for a nice Midwestern man, I do detect the accent. And I got to tell you, I'm, I like it. It's soothing. It, it makes me feel comfortable. <laughs> so if you're from the if you're from that part of the country, how, what is your opinions on football? What, who, do you, who do you root for? Oh, I'm, you know, everybody tries. Welcome to the minefield. Everybody's trying so hard to make me an Eagles fan. It's just not going to work, people. I like <laughs> I like bad football teams. So the Detroit Lions and the the Buffalo Bills. I grew up in Western New York, so I like bad football. Okay. The other thing about you that I thought was interesting that um, besides the retail store, you are uh, an automotive expert. I am. And so, what does that exactly mean for people who are listening? It means I. I'm not able to fix your car, but I know everything about the industry. So what's going on with the, the vehicle manufacturers, the, the companies that make parts? What are the trends in the industry, trade issues? So I Can go you on. tell us what you drive? I drive two Dodges. One is a Dodge Charger Daytona uh, RT, which is a kind of a limited edition car. That's not my daily driver, but I have a uh, Dodge Durango, which is very nice. And so is that, that is that the kind of person, like, is that you? Like, people say, what kind of... If you had to be a car, are you the Dodge Charger because it's powerful and strong? I really enjoy driving it. It's it's a lot of it can get you in trouble. I've gotten a few tickets. Um, thank you, the state troopers. But uh, yeah, it's they've been kind uh, to me. But uh, I have gotten a few tickets. Your ideal woman in a car form, what would that be? Ooh, that's, she a Porsche? Not maybe a Porsche, but maybe a, a, something you know, definitely. Uh, sleek and sexy, but uh, maybe not as... Uh, What's a sleek and sexy car? I think more of like an Acura would be <laughs> something like a, an Acura sports car would be more up my alley. Scott, I drive a Subaru station wagon. <laughs> what does that say about me? You don't really want to know, do you? <laughs> oh, I think that's a good time to go to commercial break. <laughs> well, you're listening to Scott here on Love at First Listen, and we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have more conversation with him. So stay tuned after these words. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Love at First Listen on WCHE 1520 and streaming live at WCHE 1520 AM. I'm your host, Terry Heyman, and I'm here with Kyle Hudson today. How you doing? And we're talking to Scott, but before we go back to finding out more about this eligible bachelor, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, A Taste of Olive. They have two locations, one in Westchester Borough and the other Chestnut Hill. They offer high quality extra virgin olive oil and balsamics from across the globe. They ship around the country. So just go to atasteofolive.com and use the code LOVE, L-O-V-E, at checkout for 10% off at atasteofolive.com. Really good stuff. Yeah, I know. And they have a million types of gifts as well. It's it's actually, if if you're in town, have you been there? I have. Yeah. yeah. I bought stuff there as gifts before. Yeah, it's fantastic. Lots of gourmet gifts. So do you like to cook? I do. Yeah. Do and you- I barbecue. I uh, have cooked Thanksgiving dinner for 35 people. Oh, my God. Right there. <laughs> right there. Right? Like, uh, fantastic. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoy cooking. So, and it's not mandatory that uh, the, the lady that I'm looking for is a great cook because I enjoy cooking. So if that responsibility falls on me, so be it. And as long as she cleans up. Well, it helps me clean up. It helps you. Oh, even helps. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, right now we're going to spin the Love at First Listen wheel of interrogation. We have a number of different topics, uh, family involvement, holidays, personal hygiene, dating style, and potpourri. So give it a big wheel. Spin. 
And it's going to land on family involvement. So this is the topic that we also, uh, that we ask you about, um, how involved is your family? Now you have kids. So I'm thinking, you know, that's especially important that the person you date, uh, be open to that. And what was the age range uh, from the youngest to the oldest? My youngest is seven and my oldest is 26. And she's, uh, yeah. So So you got them in middle school, high school, and college. I have them in elementary school going into high school and then two that have graduated college. Okay. So it's, it's done. Um, and so you have four girls. I do. And you, um, are open to having more children. I am. So big family. Did you come from a big family? You know, I have a brother and sister who are twins, but my family's pretty big, um, the interesting thing about my family is we are scattered to the wind. We're all over the country. So my dad lives in outside of New Orleans. My mom is in Michigan. My brother's in Chicago. My stepbrother is in Atlanta. And I have a stepsister in Florida. So we're all over the place. We visit each other, you know, at least on an annual basis, if not more frequently than that. And it is important to me. But, you know, I am very involved with my daughter's life. I see them several times a week, mm-hmm. every other weekend, uh, and a lot during the week. So I'm, I'm a hands-on type of guy. And I assume that, you will need, that they will need to approve of any woman that, that, you know, comes into your life. They do have an opinion, uh, yes. <laughs> and, and some of them, uh, you know, definitely are, are not shy about voicing their opinion, yes. But it also sounds like, you know, you're the adult and you have ultimate say. Of course, yes. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I think that's, uh, you know, when you're dating, you kind of take that with a, a grain of salt, too. There's, uh, you know, making sure that they this is the type of person that is going to mesh well with your family. So speaking of meshing, would you be down for like a Brady Bunch deal? Where like another woman <laughs> with, who has like four kids and then maybe you guys, you know. Uh, four, maybe not four, but a few. Yeah, great. Now, I have dated women that have... Uh, Younger children. So that is, you know, that's that's part of the deal. How soon if you're dating a woman, do you have any rules in your head about when you uh, would introduce them to your daughters? It's a, it's a good question. Um, you know, having gone through, you know, a divorce and, and having gone through that, I waited six months uh, with the first woman I dated. And uh, I think that was a little too long. Um, but that was kind of what my ex and I agreed to. Uh, now I think three to four months is probably the optimal range. As long as it's a serious relationship and you're in a committed relationship, then I think about three or four months. Because they hear you talking to this person. They know that they're important in your life. So they kind of know something about that person. Um, but I, I think about three or four months is, is probably the the right amount of time. Have you ever brought a, a woman to uh, meet your, your girls and it went badly? No, but they definitely, uh, because I'm dating younger women, so, you know, they're definitely a little taken aback by that sometimes. Uh, so it does take a little bit longer, I think, for them to kind of warm up. But they do they do warm up eventually. Do you ever get pushback for dating younger women from like your extended family? Like oh, not your girls. All the time. Well, I get high fives from the guys in my family, my brothers and my dad. And everybody says, oh, you go for it. And uh, my mom and sisters and aunts are not really too thrilled. That's very interesting. Why do you think that is? Well, they want me to date in my the women in my family want me to date somebody my age, and uh, I keep trying to explain to them. Well, you know, I want to have some more children, and most women that are forty five to fifty are, are done with that portion of their life, and um, so it's just you know it's more of a personal choice for me, and uh, 
But everybody has op- opinions in, in our families, don't they? And, oh, everyone's got opinions. I know, right? That's for sure. <laughs> Is it only, but it's not only the, the idea of, of children, right? I mean, there's, I think you were mentioning like there's a, there's a mindset. There is. I mean, and I'm of the older woman. So I want to know what's <laughs> what is my cranky mindset? Is it is it a cranky? I mean, it's true. You get older, you know, you you, you sort of been there, done it. Maybe it takes longer to be See, impressed. I, I mean, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I mean, like, I, I guess I look at it from the fact that I am the oldest of a second marriage. Uh, so like my dad had his first wife, he had three kids and then he met my mom and we had, you know, me and my brother and like. You know, it is, it's just kind of the way the world has changed in the last, like, 30 years. And, I mean, I don't, I don't believe in social stigmas like that as long as people are happy, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, That, that's the ultimate goal, right? Like, when you talk about all these things that we talk about, you know, in in culture and all the arguments we have. The the core of almost every argument is we just want to be happy, Right. right? And if someone makes you happy... Whether they're of the same gender as you, if they're 20 years older than you, you know, if they're the same age as you, if they make you happy, that should be what matters. I agree with you. And within the bounds of the law. Yes. You know, I think that that's been, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, what are the things, the aha moments in terms of, you know, kind of going through this is, you know, when I have dated women of another race, that wasn't a problem. When I dated women uh, that were Muslim, not a problem. When I dated a younger woman, big problem. That is interesting. It's like one of the last taboos. It is. Well, I, I think it's, you know, um, my older daughters are millennials and uh, they just, you know, are well, having a hard time with it, with their dad dating somebody that's their age or a little bit older than them. And I think it's, uh, I, I look at it, my, my parents were divorced when I was young. And if my dad would have dated somebody that, you know, when I was in my 20s, that was my age, I would be, go for it, dad. As long as you are happy and you, you know, it, this is not somebody that, you know, they're going to be seeing on a daily basis. As long as my father was happy or my mother was happy then that, that's all I wanted. But I think it's a little bit different today. I don't, I'm not sure why. Well, it's interesting because, you know, if we want to look at like the social taboos when it comes to gender and in the traditional gender pairing, right, and, and age, it is socially accepted that the male is older than the female. Yes. Like that's kind of what it's socially. I mean, I know you've talked, Terry, that you and your husband are the same age and that's right. kind of an outlier. Yes. I'm about two years older than my wife. Um and so there is that kind of expectation that the male is a little bit older. Yes. And it is interesting that, like, you know, some people draw the line at saying, well, that's too much. I mean, y- there's plenty of examples in history of people who are of very wide age ranges, even if it flipped. What is uh, Jonas, right? Yes. I went to high school. They're, they're from the same town as me, by the way. The Jonas brothers? Oh, Nick Jonas. He's the, uh, not uh, Kevin Jonas. He's the hangout in okay. my basement. Um <laughs> And, uh, That's a whole other show. Oh yeah, and um, and you know, isn't he married to his, a woman who's a couple years older than that? I think she's like ten years older. So, and people have a problem with that, right? Um, I think I don't know if it's the age range. I think they think that they're both like you know attention seekers. But there's that. But there's also Castro and Zeta Jones and Michael Douglas. They have a big age range. Uh, uh, Callista Flockhart and uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, you see, you know all, all of them. But what I'm curious about. Is there any, you said, you know, something about 50-year-old women. We do get a lot of older women here on the show. I'm wondering, is there anything, if we're going to just talk gross generalizations, mm-hmm. <laughs> is there anything that they do that if they're looking for a, a relationship that they sort of like, you know, cut, you know, sort of um, hurt themselves by doing like, you know, you say like older women normally, they they feel too subtle. You, you understand what I'm getting at, right? Like, I think the, the sexiest thing a woman can do that's, you know, 50, is just talk about herself and, and don't talk about 
the X's don't talk about what the kids are into. Talk about yourself, what your interests are, what your goals and ambitions are for your career, for your life, for your love life, for whatever. And just kind of focus on that. I think, you know, when I've dated women of my own age, they kind of just they talk about their kids all the time. They talk about, um, you know, their exes and, and issues that they're having with their exes. And that's just a kind of a big turnoff. So I and you can get some of that with younger women, but it's it's less exacerbated, I think, than with older women. I think that is very interesting advice. And I think you touched, I honestly think that touches on a whole other sociological thing of women in their 50s, you know, who are they as a people? And so all they, they're so focused on the relationships and their kids. But that is great advice for women out there. You may not be right for Scott, but for the next person that you date. Talk about what motivates you in your dreams. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> On behalf of all those women. Thank you. Um, so uh, we're, our time here is almost coming to an end. So before we end, we have some rapid fire questions for you that I would just like to ask you. These are just real quick questions. Just tell us the first thing. Can I ask the, my favorite one? Yes. Ask your favorite one. Would you one. rather be sticky or itchy? Ooh, I think I'd rather be sticky. I don't like being itchy. Okay. $100 burning a hole in your pocket. What do you spend it on? Really good food. Do you put the knives up or the silverware up in the dishwasher or down in the dishwasher? Down. Why? Because that's what I do. Because I don't want to get cut when I put them away. <laughs> See, that's logic. Aren't you the other way or is that Luann? Uh, no, I think I'm, I'm with you. It might be Luann who, who gets really uh, crazy about that. Um... Which is the following is a deal breaker for you. She uses the term relationship warrior. Uh, she always texts you when you're out with friends to find out when you're coming home. Or she fills out way too many of those love quizzes online. <laughs> relationship warrior kind of troubles me a little bit. I think that one, I, that, I have a lot of questions around that term. Baseball or football? Baseball. I'm a huge baseball fan. Really? Oh, yes. So we were talking about your football allegiance before. What, who's your baseball? Detroit Tigers and Chicago Cubs. Those are my two. Okay, teams. so you like the underdogs. I do. Well, the Cubs won it a few years ago, so they that's finally, true. Traditionally, though, finally I mean, got over yeah. the hump. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then one last deal breaker. Uh, she takes over an hour to get ready. She believes everything Gwyneth Paltrow says. Takes photo of her dessert before eating it. Well, geez, I'm very punctual type of person. So I think somebody that is late or takes a long time to get ready irks me a little bit. It's not a complete deal breaker, but it, it's bothersome. More than the Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I read all Gwyneth Paltrow stuff. I I don't even know if she believes all of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm kind of more used to the hippie vibe than than kind of waiting an hour, hour and a half to go on a date. So I, uh, those who do listen to this station know that I host a, the show after this, which is about like pop culture. What kind of movies do you watch? I am strangely into like dark comedies. It's like I, I'm a huge Quentin Tarantino fan. I have posters, signed posters on my wall from most of his movies. Um, so, you know, just dark humor, um, not necessarily horror movies, but just kind of dark humor and, uh, you know, kind of political thrillers as well. Do you think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a good first date movie? No, I don't. I, I can't wait to see it, but I don't think that's one that you want to take first date to. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it either. All right. Well, if you're listening, this is Scott, a very interesting uh, man in his 50s. He's interested in having more kids. He's young at heart, and he's got very young-looking face. Don't let 50 scare you. This man looks – I thought he was 35. Um, owns his own business. Uh 
is willing to change the diapers. I think that's wonderful. Any um, man should be willing to change the diapers. That's right. Every, Amen. Thank you. It, like, that shouldn't be like something special. It shouldn't be like, oh, look at him. He changes the diapers. No, every man should do that. That's I a man's agree. job. Preach from a I man's agree. mouth, from a new father. <laughs> um, and you will be able to reach out to him through our website, loveitfirstlistenshow.com. And we will have a picture up of him there as well. Um, and stay tuned because we'll be coming back after these words with another guest. Welcome back. You're listening to Love at First Listen on WCHE 1520 AM and streaming live at WCHE1520.com. And we just finished talking to Scott, who is a man looking to date a woman uh, around 25 to 35. And uh, this is the show where normally we bring single contestants on the show and ask them to talk about their relationship style and hope to find them romance in the area. But our next guest is a little different. Her name is Tafia, and she is young, and she's already committed, and she's engaged. But we're going to talk to her about um, why she decided to get engaged so young and what it was like dating and what she can expect in her future. So, Tafia, say hello. Hi, everybody. Hello. Thank you. Here, come a little closer to the microphone. So, um, so I, I met Tafia uh, sometimes when we need a guest. When someone bails on us, I go out and try and get guests on the street. And Tafia was nice enough to, to come. And, you know, even though she's not, you know, looking for love, I thought that it's a very interesting experience. So you're engaged. Yes. And you're how old? 18. So now you say that's young. I got engaged not that much older than that. Um, you did? Well, no, actually, the, I, I started dating the girl. You're right. I, I got engaged... I guess I was 26, 25. Okay. So not that much older. Right. You know what I mean? How old is your fiance? He's 18. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, yes. wow. That's a man right there. I'm just going to say that. That is, I mad respect to that. That is, that yes. is impressive. Yes. Do you so, mind saying his name, his first name? Kendrick. Kendrick. Awesome. Good job, Kendrick. So, um, so tell us, how long you've been dating? Um, how long have me and him mm-hmm. been dating? Say... About two years. Oh, so a long time. Yeah. Right. And um, when are you planning? Is this going to be a long engagement or a short engagement? I'm going to say a long engagement for right now. A long engagement. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yes. And and why a long engagement? Um, I know this is what I want, so it's not that. It's just just to kind of get the feel of things. And, you know, we're still young, so planning a wedding and stuff like that. It's Mm going to take some time, so I'd rather wait until we get... Our, like financial stuff together. If I can give you a little tip, don't spend a lot of money on the wedding. Yes. Like for real, my wife and I, we were broke when we got married and we spent like, I mean, we had a lot of help from a lot of people. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to blow anybody up, but I, I, <laughs> I, we got a lot of help from a lot of amazing people and we spent a fraction of what most couples spend on their weddings and we had a blast. So if I can... You know what I mean? Don't make that a big concern. Honestly, take the money you're going to spend on your on your thing and put a down payment on a house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the plan, actually. Yes. That was the plan. All right. So it sounds like you have a really good financial sense. Yes. Um, and tell me, what was what was, um, what was was dating like before you got engaged as a young person? I mean, it... Because you're still in high school. Yeah. And you're and engaged. It mm-hmm, and it wasn't like... It wasn't easy because you know, not pe- too much. Too many people aren't like 
loyal, they're not committed. So I had a lot of hard relationships before meeting Kendrick. And it was just like, yeah, he's like, he's the one. I know. So how did you know he was the one? What what let you know that he was the guy that was that is worth committing the rest of your life to? Okay, because like, it was just, it was like, um, just first sight. Because when we first met up, and then my dad played a part in it because he reminded me so much of my dad like listening to music the way he dressed and it was just like you just remind me of my dad and it's like when he talked he seemed like he had everything together he know what he want to be in life he know what he want to do so it was like i need somebody like you like you we are we could be a team because we both on the same the same boat right now so, yeah, I think that's true. I think a lot of women, when they meet men who remind them of their fathers, if they're close with their dads, it gives them a sense of feeling um, safe, you know, makes, to, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like this person's not going to hurt you. They're going to protect you. I, I felt that way with my husband. As soon as I met him, like, I like this is somebody who is not going to not going to hurt me. He reminds me like my dad, like very protective. And I like yes. that. I, I have always had a theory that that is why the Taken movies became a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> you know Liam Neeson? Yes. I mean, it's like the only action movie where its target audience is females. That's right. I really do believe that. And it's because I think that is a, a you know, as, as a father, I just had a daughter a couple yes. months ago. Like, there's this, like, protective urge. That's right. And I imagine the reciprocal end of that is probably what you're describing. Yes. So I think the tip is for men out there, if there is a woman that you're interested in or you want to attract women, make them feel safe. Right. From the beginning, yes. From the beginning, yes. that's right. So what was your father's reaction when you told him, you know, Dad, Kendrick, and I were, you know, he's the one? Did he ask for the hand of marriage, or did he just do it? Um, He just he just did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you had to break the news to your dad. How, what was his reaction? Uh, I actually, because I was excited, and I posted it on Facebook. and Before you told your parents? Yeah. And <laughs> he saw it, and... He did like the little mad emoji. Like, oh, wow. But as we like sit down and talk, I can kind of say he understands where I'm coming from. I can kind of say that, but he's a dad, so you don't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he's still like, you sure you want to do this? And he don't really have the best of hopes, but he supports me. Well, I'd like to think this if like as a father who has a daughter and you hear, you know, there's like the cliches of like, you know, the super protective shotgun dad it's like if you do your job right your daughter should be able to make those decisions on their own right like yes. like you should have the confidence in your daughter that she that you've done your job as a father and made them the kind of woman who can make those kind of decisions on her own and find that kind of man so i give him a lot of respect for you know believing in you because that's how i hope i can be with my daughter yes. <laughs> so do they um get along now kendrick and your dad um they actually haven't met yet they Ooh. haven't met that's interesting. Yes, that's interesting. I'm trying to plan up one day. They can meet, but uh -huh. they haven't met. He's, he's he's shy and he's nervous. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so, oh, I bet he is. How, yeah. how long ago did you get engaged? I'm going to say, was it two months ago? Oh, wow. Two so this ago. is all brand new. Yeah. And what about your mom? My mom, she she's, mom, she's just like, okay, you know, I'm just going to support it. She's happy for me. I and mean, she's happy. She just wants me to know, like, also focus on yourself and 
don't get like too involved because you know feelings might get hurt you know she was just trying to tell me from her experience as well I think that's good advice to keep focusing on yourself and that's also interestingly enough the advice that Scott gave for women in their 50s (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's a theme (laughs) well I I do think though um, that you know my wife and I are a team right and I think that if the the best relationships you bring out the, the best part of each other right and I think that if you find someone who does that for you, right, then mm-hmm. that's, you know, like you should focus on your good part of it, right? Like we, you each, you should bring something different to the table. And so you should be always focusing on what you're bringing to the table. And, you know, instead of, I think what Terry's saying, like instead of just putting all your chips in in one spot, you know what I mean? Yes. Get both good at different things so that you can become a greater whole. Right. So, Tafia, you're going to, it sounds like you got engaged right after the school year mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to start school in a month. You're going to go back to Rustin. Mm-hmm. Um, do you anticipate like this being a buzz around school? Like, oh, my God, because is he in school with you? Are you the only person in your class that's engaged? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's in school with you. Mm-mm. Oh, no, he's not. No. OK, so but this is going to you post it on social media. So are you anticipating any kind of reaction when you go back to school? I mean, not really, because I, I stayed in myself, so I don't don't have, like, I don't really have any friends. It was just, like, my family and him, so no, if you, not really. If you don't go to school, how did you meet him? We we met on Instagram. Yeah, that's interesting. We met on Instagram, and then a couple weeks later, we was talking a couple weeks, then we finally met up, and then I met him in person, and I was just like, yeah, like. I want him to be with me forever like that. And he's local. Mm, he lives in Philadelphia. Well, okay, well, in the local. area. Yeah. 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 Um, and you- my, my wife for a while lived in London, so you're, he's oh. local. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and are you, um, have you met his family? Yes. And how'd that go? They're, they're nice. They're actually really cool people. When I first met them, they wasn't like shy around me. They act like they knew me for years. Like, Oh, that's nice. Was, so nice. he has a big family. Yes, a huge family. <laughs> yes. Is your, do you have a big family too? Or? Yes, okay. a huge family. <laughs> yeah. And what was their reaction when you got engaged? Well, like um, his mother, because that could be sometimes tough. Your future mother-in-law. She didn't. Once again, she really didn't have a problem with it. She was just like you know cracking jokes, like saying y'all messed up like that. But she she supported <laughs> us just, and things like that. She she supported us. You know, it wasn't. Don't marry her or something like that. You're too young. She supported us. Whatever we did, she supported. So we have to go uh, take a commercial break. When we come back, I'd love to talk to you about Because, like, see, I, I know I look, you know, I'm, I'm 30. Uh, I, but my wife and I have been together so long that, like, I was around, like, internet dating, meeting people on Instagram. That, like, wasn't a thing. Uh, when we come back, I'd love to talk to you about, like, the Wild West of, like, digital dating. And, yes. and how all that works. Because it's so foreign to even me. You know what I mean? Like, that, uh, that it's, it'd be interesting to hear your perspective on it. So you hang out for a little bit more? Yes. All right, cool. Great. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Love at First Listen, and I'm your host, Terry Heyman, here with Kyle Hudson, and we are having a really Hello. interesting conversation with Tafia about young love. Right? You're not yes. even a millennial. You're like a zennial. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go back to her and find out more about uh, 
dating and uh, being engaged. Um, just want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, A Taste of Olive, with two locations, one in Westchester Borough and the other Chestnut Hill. They sell high quality extra virgin olive oil and balsamics and other gifts from across the globe. They ship around the country. So just go to atasteofolive.com and use the code LOVE at checkout for 10% off at atasteofolive.com. So before the break, we were talking about uh, like digital dating habits. And, you know, you said you met your future husband on Instagram. So, you know, I think when most people think of dating platforms, you know, Tinder, Bumble, all these other ones, like you don't think of Instagram as a dating platform. So uh, how how does that go about? And, and, like, is that something that you think is very common? Do a lot of people meet on, on Instagram? Yes. They even have, like, these little games where you can hook two people up and they can text. And if it go farther than that, then that's that's how it goes. Really? So, yes. like, wait, describe one of these games. This like, is all completely like, foreign to me. It'll have, like, a girl emoji and a boy emoji and say, girl, me, boy. And a person, a boy would comment his name. If a girl would be like, yeah, I want him, they'll DM, DM each other and... Those so that's how you guys there. met? Oh, no. I was on live. I was on Instagram live. He joined my live. And I was just like, oh, he's kind of, you know, he's cute. And then I was like, text me. And then he texted me. And Insta- <laughs> I mean, I'm so out of it. I'm thinking Instagram live. I just thought you, people posted pictures and just wrote oh, nice captions. Get on live. You can video chat. They have filters. It's the millennium. It's it's way past the millennium now, Terry. I know. <laughs> like I, we I, say, I, it's the millennium. It's we're like 20 years into the millennium at this point. I know. <laughs> it's, it's it's a whole new world. And so it sounds like Instagram's almost becoming like Facebook. Yes. It's owned by Facebook. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're incorporating all this other stuff. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, as you know, you can do stuff a lot of times. You can cross post on both. You can. It's nice. Is uh, is what do you think is the most popular um, social media platform right now? I'm going to say Instagram. Really? Yes. Everybody uses Instagram. Not Snapchat. You see, I would have guessed Snapchat for um, uh, young people. I mean, they're good for their filters, but Instagram... it's like you can shop on Instagram now. You can do a lot on Instagram. But you know, with Snapchat, can't you find out where people are? Yeah, that's why I don't I don't like that. As a parent, I love it for that. Picture. Well, parents, <laughs> yes, but see I never even thought about that. Oh, it's good. It's good. You can kind of see where your kids are on Snapchat. And they can't lie about it because it was on Snapchat. <laughs> I know, I love it. You see where they are. Um so what what dating advice would you get, you know, because would you give any dating advice to I mean, um, any of your friends? Definitely. Um, there's been plenty of times random girls, they'll just like come to me or they'll text me like, hey, I'm having this. And I just, you just you got to be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. If, insecurity. You have to just learn to love yourself. You got to be confident. You can't love nobody else if you can't love yourself first. That's how I see it. If you don't have no love in yourself, you can't try to go out and love somebody else because it's not going to work at all. You know, just find the right person and don't be in a toxic relationship thinking it's going to work because it's only going to get worse. It's never going to get better. It's toxic. You're not one of those girls that thinks you can change them. (laughs) Oh, no. You are who you are. I don't think I can change you, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never understood that mentality of like, oh, I'm going to fix you. I mean, because guys do it too. It's the white knight complex, you yeah. know. Like the, uh, the, oh, I'm going to save her. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it just always leads to. I feel always leads to heartbreak and, and disappointment. Yes. But I, I do. I really think that's a very like wise thing to hear coming from someone your age. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and what what dating advice if you. 
you you have a lot of siblings. Um. Yes. And how many of them are younger than you? Uh, all of them. Oh, you're, oh the, you're oldest. the oldest. Yes, I'm the oldest. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, oh, that's I'm interesting. So, how many siblings? Six altogether. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm one of five, so. I'm one of five too, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, um, boys and girls. Yes. So, do they come to you? Are you like, you know, do they look at this like, oh my god, she's engaged now, and do they come to you for more advice? Is it like that typical, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're still young, so it's like, oh, I want to meet him, and can he buy snacks, and like, stuff like that, <laughs> but my brother, Savion, actually, who's up under me, he's 17, he, he'll he come to me about advice about his little girlfriends, or whatever, you know, he'll definitely come to me about. And what kind of advice do you give guys? I only give my brother advice, so okay. I tell him, like, you don't try to front in front of your friends like when you get in your front of your friends don't try to push her to the side or talk about her and if she's talking to you about you to some private don't share it with your friends because nowadays boys do that they like post really personal things on instagram to try to embarrass her and just don't don't hurt her if you feel as though you don't want to be with her anymore tell her don't just go out and cheat on her because that's going to bring a lot of like pain to someone that would bring a lot of pain that is good advice. See, that's something that, you know, I guess when even, I, so I, I graduated high school the year before Facebook was invented. So like, I never had to deal with any of this stuff that like, when you do it, it's like forever. You know what I mean? Like you send texts, you know, stuff like that. Like when we were young, you'd send like a, maybe a little note, a handwritten yes. note, you know, and that was maybe something that could be shown to the kids at the lunch table, but not like posted on Instagram for hundreds of people to yeah. see. And that's just like a whole nother Yes. thing you have to be aware of, you know, that when you're writing these things to people, when you're sending people pictures, mm-hmm. like even in those things like Snapchat, you can always screen capture it. You know what I mean? Anything put into a computer is forever. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you're not making any wedding plans now. You're waiting. Yes, we're waiting. Right. Where'd your dream place be if you could get married anywhere in the world? Um, I'm going to say Dubai, actually. Dubai. Dubai. Yes. Well, that is fascinating. <laughs> why? Why and how Dubai? Um, when I was little, I like I'm gonna say around ten to fifteen. I always wanted to go there, especially because of the food. I love food, and they have like a lot of food there that I want to try. It's nice. I like the palm trees that's out there. It's just the beach. Like I want to get married on the beach. It's like uh, when I've seen it's pictures, cheaper to go to Miami. That was a thought. <laughs> palm trees that there too. I used thought. to live in Florida. <laughs> right, but there is something very interesting about Dubai. Like my sister was just there. On her way to, they just stopped there for one night on their way to Africa because she went on a Whoa. big, yeah, I know, on a big trip. <laughs> I was just doing an overnight in Dubai on my well, way to Africa. Well, you know what? They, cause they, they took United Air, Emirates Airlines. Oh, Emirates, yeah, fly and they, Emirates. And they, from, from LA, and they, they, they stopped there overnight, then they continue on. And she said the architecture in the building, she's like, it's like another planet. Like, oh, it looks like it's out of the future. Right. That's like, what she said. It's unbelievable. It's like what Tokyo it like. is like 10 years into the future. Dubai is like 20 years into the future. Yes, exactly. So that's why. I think it's fairly interesting, but it sounds like you have an adventurous spirit. Like you want to travel. Yes. And, and what, what do you do? Um, do you have like a job or do you just go to school? Oh um, yeah, I work. Yes. I currently work. Um, also work helping take care of my brothers and sisters. You know, that's a job itself. Oh, I bet. Oh, absolutely. Plus the job I have. So that's a, like, that's your retail lot. restaurant. That's a lot. I'm giant. Actually. Oh, okay. Giant bakery, cashier, stocking. Oh, right across the street. Maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you want to travel? Does, is Kendrick that kind of um, 
does he have those dreams too? Because I think it's important that people like to do, you know. Yes, that's actually the first place he wanted to travel was Dubai. Wow. Yes. Well, if you save up, you know, you could you could get married or even have a honeymoon there. Oh, yeah. Honeymoon. That's your chance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because you can save up. I, my wife and I didn't take a honeymoon right after we got married. We saved up. We actually went uh, to Hawaii in like the, the we figured out the slowest week of the year. So everything was like super cheap. It was awesome. Like we we went there and for real, they were like, I got the cheapest car. I rented the cheapest car. And then like for $10 more, we'll give you a Camaro or a Mustang. I'm like, yeah, because they have all these cars and they can't, they'd rather have the car out than it just, you know, one of the little, so like, yeah. don't like rush it. If you, you know, if you can, if you, if it's something you really want to do, plan it out and you know, you can, you can find good times to, to like really make your cost out. Definitely. Oh, and also tell everybody that you're a newlywed because they give you really good discounts and that, help you yes. out. That is an excellent <laughs> point. And i and I love that too. You don't have to necessarily take the honeymoon right then yeah. and there, but for actually our- you can actually don't tell anybody, but no one checks how recently you were married. So if you're young and you're really all over each other, you can just be like, we're newlyweds. And people will be like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to ask to see the yeah, they're uh, like, when certificate. Is your, you know, because you could be a newlywed and you can get married at any time. So they're just like, oh, oh, that's, yeah. that's the travel events. But I'm just curious for our <laughs> listening audience. When is the best week to go to Hawaii? Uh, it was, I think, the second week in December or something like that or the first week in December. That's actually what I hear is like the best time to go to Disney too. Believe it or not, like oh yeah, right I used to live in Florida. Yeah, that well because it's like you know everyone is it's right before the holiday breaks, right. so no one is it's like true. everyone's waiting to go. So like it's this like two week lull of like like when you're when a place is based on tourism, they need right. the money, so they're just like, oh my god, yes, hey, come here, come here, come here. You're the only person I've seen all week. <laughs> I love that. That's a great. That's a great travel. So basically, you know, get married at Thanksgiving. And then go away to your honeymoon right after that, and you'll get great deals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, thank you so much for coming on. We do have a couple rapid-fire questions for you, um, just kind of about your like personality and stuff like that. Um, okay, so here, these are deal-breaker questions. So just the first thing you might think about. Some of these might be a little old for you, but uh, let's see. He wears... Uh, Ugly khaki, which is the following would be a deal breaker for you with Kendrick. He wears ugly khakis. He doesn't get Oprah. He talks about his workout routine after each workout. Say, any okay? It's okay. We can. It's okay if you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. That's no, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, you see, these are like for for older people. Okay, which is the following? Uh, let's try this one. He says you remind. Which of the following would be the deal breaker for you? He says. You remind him of his mother. Oh, look at that face. She's like, (laughs) (laughs) or he buys you practical gifts instead of romantic gifts. Um, Or he says, you know, what takes you so long in the bathroom? What takes you so long in a bathroom? Right. That would be annoying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't like that either. Take long in a bathroom. Men could just get in the shower and get dressed. We want to make sure our hair is okay. That's right. If you wear makeup, then. That would be annoying. How long question. does it take you to get ready for a date? I'm going to say an hour or two. An really? hour or two? Yes. Yeah, I just like put on shoes and like throw <laughs> my blazer over my shirt. 
<laughs> what? Wait, just real quick. What takes an hour or two for a date? See, because you gotta. Well, for me, I just make sure. First, I'm nervous, so I'm walking around back and forth trying to figure out what I'm going to wear, and that takes like a, a thirty minutes itself. Then taking a shower. I understand. Then that. I'm excited, so I'm listening to music, so I'm dancing, and next thing you know, it's the next hour, and I'm like, all right, I gotta hurry up and makeup, hair. Okay. Yeah. But a gentleman will wait. A gentleman will wait, but I, I get the half. I definitely understand the half hour what to wear because sometimes it's just you're not feeling anything, mm-hmm. and and you just have to go through the whole closet. Yes. So I think that pretty much wraps up our time to to. Um, Thank you so much for being a guest with us. Yeah, thanks uh, for being a good sport. We appreciate it. Yeah. You're welcome. And any advice for young people out there listening uh, about dating? I'm just, like I said before, love yourself before you can love anybody else. And That's right. From Tafia. Thank yes. you. Thank You're you welcome. Um, so that wraps it up for this week. A thank you to our sponsor by A Taste of Olive. And you can listen to a podcast of the show. Just search Love at First Listen using the at symbol on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Our podcast is produced by Bree Ezra and Kyle Hudson. And this episode of Love at First Listen is a production of Crimson Planet Media and WCHE 1520 and was produced by Kyle Hudson. Yep. Thanks for listening to Love at First Listen because you can't always trust your eyes.
Handrohe, schicken in Rohr, ja. 